Welcome to this special episode of Talking Tanks. This is your host, Keystone, and uh, this is the third and final installment, the wrap-up episode uh, about the Hammer uh, Tiger Premium Tier 7, which was earnable uh, through an in-game series of operations. All right, to dive right into it. So uh, I completed the entire series uh, in 34 battles uh, in total. I had 25 wins, 7 losses, and 2 draws. I platooned the entire time. In 28 of those battles, I was in the top third uh, for final score. Uh, I had a 73%, 73.5% win rate overall. Um, it took an hour to complete the fourth stage, about 2 hours to complete the fifth stage. That was just 11 battles. Uh, and I only lost one point during the entire event. So listeners that paid careful attention to our earlier episodes will realize that I sort of blew my conservative predictions way out of the water. Um, you know, I was I was a little worried that it would take uh, maybe 75, 80-something battles in order to earn this tank, and clearly it did not. Um, I did like this system, you know, even though I was a little anxious about it, um, I didn't have to spend that much time playing it, so I thought it was a very good event, especially compared to the Motherland or uh, the CDC. Uh, those felt like they took a few more battles than uh, than this did, so I, I was quite, quite pleased with it. But, you know, I haven't heard any feedback um, from listeners. I've read some threads on the forums complaining about how difficult it was. I played a handful of battles in the Hammer. Um, I did enjoy uh, using its 2x crew XP multiplier. Um, that was that was quite nice, but um, that ended shortly after I earned the tank. So I'm not going to do a lengthy review of the Hammer right now. I'll put that off until a later date. Um, but I'm enjoying the tank. Uh, it's it's slower than I'd like, um, but it's got a punchy gun, and that's pretty satisfying. Um, I'm still seeing too many hammers in the queue. Uh, and I really don't like having five people, five random people on my team with the same exact tank because then we're competing for the same map position. And, um, you know, that's just sort of my preference. But, um, you know, three months from now, I'll come back and, and give you a review of how, how much I like the hammer or dislike the hammer. Originally, I wanted to have this third installment out in the first week of September. And uh, this is now the last week in September, uh, and I apologize for that, but I had a very good reason for waiting, or, or several good reasons for waiting. Um, I, I asked a series of questions to uh, TJ Wagner, who is the creative lead on the game, and um, well, basically the lead designer of World of Tanks for the console, and... Um, you know, he's a very busy guy, and I asked some uh, pretty probing questions, and some of them required data mining. So I wanted to wait. I wanted to include his comments um, in this episode, uh, so I waited for that. And then I was also pretty busy with work. So um, I do apologize. I know I promised to get this out earlier than, than I did, but, um, but now I'm able to offer a, a complete episode that really wraps the whole thing up. Before I move into uh, the Q&A with TJ, though, I want to comment on the Centennial T95 Mark I event, uh, which was in celebration of the 100 years of tanking. Um, and uh, so that was 
a chance to earn a tier eight British premium, a medium tank, the Centennial T95. Uh, I did participate in it. Uh, I did end up earning it. Um, and, uh, you know, just like the hammer, I'm not going to get into like a lengthy review of it because there are so many Centennial T95s in the queue right now. I don't really think it has its place on the team yet. So again, I'll wait about three months and then I'll come back to it. Um, but you know, the tank is sort of underwhelming. That's, that's sort of where I'm at, but also beggars can't be choosers. You could earn the tank or you could acquire the tank in one of two ways. You could buy it outright, and it was packaged with the T-3488, which uh, was quite cool. Um, and uh, I didn't really pay attention to the price on that, but it was it was pretty expensive, I thought. Um, but, you know, over time, Wargaming brought the price down. They started packaging it with less and less, and eventually offered a, uh, a base package for it. Um, the other way to earn it was to earn points, we had a different point system than uh, the Hammer Operations. Uh, you had to earn 300 points, and you had a few different ways to do that. The most basic way was to earn uh, one point per win in uh, basic matchmaking, regular matchmaking, which included uh, a special event tank, the Mark One. So you'd have to win, but uh, I should note you had to also uh, kill an enemy in the process of winning. The other way to earn points uh, was by redeeming bonus operations. And you could get these bonus operations by being in the top three damage dealers on your team in the Mark I. Uh, the Mark I was a tier one tank, uh, and it only faced other Mark Ones on a very small battlefield. A, uh, a very small version of uh, Tipvolve Ridge, I believe I'm... I'm uh, just completely massacring that name, but that's whatever it is. Um, and uh, so, you know, it was sort of a ridiculous little little mode. But when you earned an operation, you could then redeem it um, in normal matchmaking, and it could be worth uh, between 1 and 20 points. Um, so I didn't track my performance, but uh, I do know that I, I earned about... 48, between 46 and 48 of those bonus operations, um, and uh, I had four of them or five of them left over at the end. Um, I probably earned, I would say I earned about 65, something like that, 65, 70 of my points, yeah, just by winning outright. So that tells you, you know, I played about 100 150 battles in order to earn this tank. In summation, you know, I I think it's great that Wargaming is experimenting with these different ways to earn premium tanks. And again, beggars can't be choosers. It's an opportunity. Uh, no one's requiring you to play this mode. Um, but the Mark I was really boring. However, the battles were mercifully short. The battles didn't count for anything statistically, so when things started to go sideways, it, I just sort of resigned myself to the defeat, uh, you know, and moved on. Um, and as I said, I earned quite a few of these bonus operations, and it just worked out. I did see a lot of um, upset posters on the forums, um, people that tried the event, tried the Mark I, and quit very quickly uh, decided this was not for them. And I don't know, I didn't really uh, talk to anyone about it. I tried to help people understand how you'd, how you'd earn points, 
But I didn't really get to the crux of why they were so frustrated, whether it was um, that they thought the Centennial T95 wasn't worth the trouble um, or if they didn't understand fundamentally how to earn the points. And again, I, I didn't think 150 battles was terribly unreasonable considering we had you know 10 or 14 days to, to do it all. There were some things that were, I guess, nuances, subtle nuances to the rules that Wargaming didn't do an especially great job of communicating. And uh, so if you're listening, Wargaming, the one thing I would try and make clearer in the launcher is that, uh, well, for listeners that aren't aware, uh, the Mark I could earn you those bonus ops, and I think those are really the key um, to completing this, but the Mark I only appeared in your garage on the first weekend of the event and the last weekend of the event. And uh, and as I say that, I realize we had about nine days to complete this thing. Um, the problem there is that during the week in between the two weekends, you could only redeem bonus operations. You couldn't earn new ones. And I think a lot of people didn't expect that. Myself, I, you know, I always like to um, do the hardest work first, get the least enjoyable uh, task in front of me out of the way first. And so I ground out 42 bonus ops that first weekend. Um and I have to credit uh, a, a poster on the forum who pointed out to me that the Mark I would disappear during the week. And that's the only reason I did it. Wargaming did communicate this, but it, I, I didn't notice it. I'm a fairly careful reader, and I didn't notice that the uh, Mark I would only be around on the weekend. So again, Wargaming, I think you could do a better job of communicating a detail like that, uh, because I don't think you wanted to frustrate people. Um, I think you wanted everyone to understand. And so uh, it's a small thing, pretty easily remedied. And uh, I think it'll make everyone happier if you do something like this again. Um, all right. So I'm going to get right into my Q&A with TJ Wagner. All right. My first question for TJ was, can you share the percentage of players who competed in each stage who then completed each stage? In other words, out of the pool who played at least one tier three game, during the operations, what percentage actually earned the reward? TJ responded, sure thing. Uh, first stage, 100% uh, of the people that attempted it completed it. The second stage, Hammer Challenge 2, 80%, 80.4% of the previous uh, 100% completed it. For Hammer Challenge 3, out of all the people that completed Hammer Challenge 2, 70% completed Hammer Challenge 3. Out of everyone that completed Hammer Challenge 3, 65% completed Hammer Challenge 4. Out of those that completed Hammer Challenge 4, 80.3% completed Hammer Challenge 5, earning the Hammer Tank. Uh, if you do the math, and I just did a... I did this quickly. So that means that 30% of the players who you could argue tried to earn the hammer, actually earn the hammer. I went on to ask, this reward event had new requirements compared to the CDC and Motherland. What motivated this change from cumulative XP to the point system similar to ranked battles? Uh, TJ responded, since the earn op for high tier premium tanks is still pretty new, we're trying different types of ops to see how they compare and how players feel about them. We also had to manually ban AFKers with the XP earn events, so we were also looking for an op that was less friendly to AFKing. 
My third question, the community predicted that the event would essentially exclude average players from winning the hammer. I made predictions about my own performance. Did you make predictions about the players? If so, how did they compare with the final results? TJ responded, we predicted this op would be more challenging and that less players would complete it. We were very wrong and gave out the most tanks yet with this op. My final question was, it seems like these hero tank paint jobs elicit strong reactions from players, both positive and negative. They are undeniably loud. Any reaction to player complaints? TJ responded, The hammer was polarizing for sure, but sold and earned for free the most tanks yet. Hard to balance that with the negative forum comments when Motherland was received much more positively in the forums. Not all hero tanks are loud. Take the Centennial, for example. Fair point, TJ. TJ added on at the end that we'll continue to experiment going forward with different ops and different tanks and possibly other rewards. We've been pleasantly surprised at the success of the promotion since June and are looking for more promotions to add to keep things mixed up. Well, thank you, TJ, for taking the time to answer that. I know you're very busy, and I know our listeners appreciate uh, hearing all that. Um you know, I'm, I'm going to interject a little bit. Uh, so there's some insight there, again, that the hammer operation, um, that the new format was about preventing AFKers. Uh, those are people uh, <laughs> trying to, I guess, earn their tank on the backs of others. Um, you know, uh, that's, I got to appreciate that. Preventing those people from benefiting um, while others genuinely try, uh, is a good motive. I'm also going to add that I'm pleasantly surprised that arguably 30% of our community was able to earn the hammer. Um, you know, whether it was through luck, hard work, or skill, um, I did think everyone deserved a shot at earning the tank, and, uh, you know, for myself and the people I play with, we observed that people were trying harder. Um, the average player was definitely playing, I don't want to say better than they normally do, but they were not as casual as they normally are. So, uh, if anything, these events do seem to bring out the best in us. And uh, if for that reason alone, I hope they continue with events like this. Right, well, that's going to wrap up our series on the hammer. Uh, we hope to be back with full episodes as soon as possible just still trying to cut those together and get them out to you. We don't want to compromise on quality. Um, until then, this has been a special episode of Talking Tanks. Take care.